The clock is ticking on a real problem in this country. We have a deficit that's growing larger every year. The government's spending more, a trillion dollars more than it takes in. We need to solve that problem. And Les Winston, how would he solve it, Peter? Socialsocharity.org. Socialsocharity.org, right. Go there and find out why it's important for you to do some planning now to figure out how to solve this problem by using charitable resources. Socialsocharity.org. It's the way to go. It's the next generation social security. And welcome to Endow America Network. We are here with uh, my co I'm here with my co-host, Peter Mendez. I'm Les Winston. And we are here to uh, help the public understand how to use uh, social security, how it can be used effectively to endow America. So we've been discussing this for some time now, Peter. Absolutely. Thank you, Les. Uh, You know, on the last segment, you made reference to uh, this next decade being a decade to endow America. And uh, I know that in, in one of our conversations, you made reference to how babies just naturally share, that they have to be taught not to share. Um, speak a bit uh, towards that in terms of... It's a long charity. time ago for me to remember. I, I, when I, was, <laughs> I remember that when I was a kid. <laughs> well, I think that if you have studied any of the Adlerian or psycholo- you know, the psychologists of, of the past, when they would give children something of benefit to the child and there was another child around there was a sharing that would almost uh, automatically uh, happen and uh, I mean not all children share I would imagine some want to hold everything to themselves but I think they get that from the environment rather than innately I think innately kids want to share and so uh, it it is actually charitable intent in some ways the giving you know it's why we kind of phrase, uh, one of the things I think that's happened is we've entered into this era of human kindness. Um, And I think that the decade of 2020 to 2030 Mm -hmm. that you reference is the decade in which this change will take hold. You know, Lincoln, when he was was inaugurated, his second inauguration speech, one of the things he said in that speech was, charity to all, malice to none. And we are using a phrase similar to that when we talk about Section 664. We say 664, not war. And th- and that's kind of where we're at in this 10-year period right now. Mm-hmm. I think you can see there's a, a peace concept. Uh, and I think that that goes back to, you know, my description of the way the world, uh, the way civilization has, has evolved. Mm-hmm. You know, we started out as being tribal and everything that was tribal was Basically, this is our land. These are our women. This is our food. Don't come over here. We'll kill you. Right. Uh, pretty simple stuff. But it lasted for a very long time, and uh, really lasted until I. When I usually say this, people go, "You got to be kidding!" But it's when the Egyptians invented beer, mm-hmm. and they had to keep track of the number of cases that were leaving the cave. There was a guy that would take a rock and he would scribe on the side of the wall a number. You know, he put a, a line. He took out one thing, two things, blah, blah. Right. But he couldn't bring that home to his wife, so his wife couldn't tell how much was he was selling. So he had to figure out how to use papyrus. When he got papyrus and they got together to be able to write, they wrote the great books, whoever did that. It, it, it's an amazing um, how much invention or innovation the use of alcohol has inspired <laughs> I, I get my best my best inventions in, in that way well you know you, you it changed the world let's put it that way yeah. <laughs> somebody said boy i really feel good at the i'm gonna write a book <laughs> well I, I remember when when last we met you were talking about how there's going to be a transfer of of uh, wealth of of 200 trillion dollars over the next 30 years or so uh and 
that as such, there are certain competitors for, um, for that wealth. And in what way do you feel that uh, a, a tool like social charity can be useful uh, not just for the immediate benefit of, of the uh, contributor, mm-hmm. but uh, for society at large? Well, let's talk about the wealth transfer because that's, that's what's created the era of human kindness mm-hmm. in a sense. We've, we've, uh, we've evolved from being tribal to being religious and governed by the great books. And then from religious, when Gutenberg invented movable type, we moved into the political area. And in a political world, it was who had the most gold, who had the most land, who controlled the most people. And the political era actually lasted until the mid-1950s when we were trying to invent the hydrogen bomb. And in, we, in doing so, we invented the microchip because we had to do the calculations. And then um, Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard. So the world changed from actually being a political world to an economic world, which is what we are basically in now. And in an economic world, you need to have peace. You, you can't have wars and trade with somebody. So it's like when the Dutch and the British stopped fighting was because they were trading together. And the same thing is going to be true of, of our current society. And we're seeing it. Trade deals are being made. Uh, this president is very financially oriented and economically oriented from the standpoint of how we do things with other countries. Mm-hmm. Belligerence is, is going to die down. But that we, but what's happened here in this country as a lead is we've evolved by being as successful as we have in the economic world to begin with. We've evolved into the next part of this, which is the year of human kindness. And the year of human kindness is where we need to take care of each other at a community level. It's a little bit of a socialist concept. It's socialism in a way, but it's community socialism, not where the government takes over the, uh, the running of all, you know, uh, providing of services. It's where the community takes over the, takes it over, but it does it by funding it with people wanting to contribute to their community to help them. So when we talk about charitable intent, it's making your community a better place to live in. That's beneficial. Mm-hmm. So there is a little bit of a selfish thing there. Uh, making schools better for your kids, making the streets safer, making the ability to care for people not funded by insurance or not funded by uh, government taking over the medical, taking over the medical, uh, taking over the cost of medical care. It can be done at a community level, and that's done by putting actual capital mm-hmm. into that community. And you put it into the community by uh, creating endowment. An endowment, for example, the uh, St. Jude's Children's Hospital, when a child goes to St. Jude's, they don't have to pay anything because it's supported by the nonprofit uh, foundation that it has right. where it's endowed. So we think that that can be done in the community. That's the era of human kindness. So we need to start somewhere, though, because that wealth transfer that's occurring, a lot of people are targeting that. The heirs want it, obviously. The, the children of the parents that are giving it want it. Right. The government wants their share. Right. Okay. And who's and the, when the government's going to determine how much that share is, if you leave it to them, they're going to try and take as much as possible. Yep. As, as you know, they kind of backed out of it for a while. They've raised the estate tax, um, the estate tax exclusion to eleven million per person. It used to be one million. It used to be before that six hundred thousand, and then you know it's a, it's changed. We don't know what it's going to be in the future. They may go back to that, but the fact that they've let more money stay in the community by not taking in the form of estate tax, that's a form of era of human kindness. Mm-hmm. That means we're leaving it to you, the people, to decide where to spend the money, which is much better. Right. So we are interested in that wealth transfer, and that wealth transfer, if it's done properly, by planning, 
Okay. I, and I laugh when I say to somebody, do you have a plan? They say, no, I don't have a plan. I said, well, you have a, you have a plan. <laughs> you have the government's plan. If you don't do anything, right. what you do is you, you're subject to what they're going to do. Right. Whatever it is that they, they can take, they're going to take. Right. So it goes back to the premise that you're not duty-bound to pay the most that the law extracts. You have the right and privilege to reduce your taxes as much as, le- as legally possible. And it opens up that other question, which is that there really are two tax codes in the country, mm-hmm. one for the informed and one for the uninformed. The uninformed taxpayer doesn't use the devices that are given to them to lower their taxes legitimately is losing money because they're not using them. Mm -hmm. For somebody who wants to retire to not use an IRA or a 401k or a pension or profit sharing plan is not using what's available. By all means. I mean, that's that's part of what gives rise to um, the liberal or socialist uh, ire of... Uh, tax the wealthy uh, or make them pay their their fair share and so forth. And it's not because the wealthy or those that are informed are doing anything illegal. It's simply because those that are not informed are not capitalizing on the tools that they have available to them. Right. And Mm -hmm. um, this happens to be a tool that allows for incremental contributions for um, anyone from a uh, middle income uh, and upwards, which comprises large swaths of our population. Because um, charity, when people think about charity, they always think you have to have a lot of money, you have to be ultra wealthy, you have to be rich, you have to be... And, uh, and you're parting with whatever resources you have for good. And the only uh, benefit that you're going to receive as a result of giving away your hard-earned cash or asset is a one-time tax deduction or, um, or uh, credit. Or something along those lines. Yeah, you get a naming right. You get some psychic benefit yeah. from it, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. We're not we're not discouraging that kind of giving, but I think what we're what we're getting across and what we want you to listen to is how you, as a blue collar or white collar or silver collar <laughs> uh, individual, can use the social security devices to benefit yourself. I'm co-hosting with Peter Mendez. This is Les Winston, and this is Down American Network. The clock is ticking. We need to do something about the deficit. This is the Dow American Network. We want you to join, become a contributor, learn how to use Social Security. Go to the website, socialsecurity.org. It's going to help to solve the problem that we have with regard to government overspending. It'll also solve community problems. I'm Les Winston. Peter, how do you like this process? It's everything that Social Security should have been and is not. This is the next generation's Social Security. Go to the website, socialsecurity.org.